All right, we are rolling here. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the 32nd installment of the Rise, Kill, Eat podcast. This episode is actually the third and the final part of our God, Freedom, and the Great Outdoors series that has taken place over the past few weeks, and I'm excited to be able to share this show with you guys. The Rise, Kill, Eat podcast is a show meant to challenge hunters, outdoorsmen, and really just about anyone listening to pursue God, freedom, and the great outdoors. I've been blessed with the opportunity to talk with some incredible people from all around the country. I mean, guys like Jeff Danker of Buck Ventures, Dr. Carl Miller of the University of Georgia Whitetail Research Lab, and Jack Carr. He's a retired Navy SEAL and now author. It has truly been an incredible experience and and an incredible journey to get to this point. And I've learned a lot in the process, really. And I know that I have a lot more to learn in the future. Also, I want to ask that you guys go ahead and connect with me on my social media outlets so that I can interact and kind of get to know you, the listeners, more. The thing about this podcast is that I am oftentimes sitting here basically talking to myself. I will I'll plan out and I'll type out an outline and talk to a microphone literally right here in my bedroom. So it is really cool for me to actually be able to connect with you guys on social media to discuss anything from faith to hunting and faith and hunting just about anything so you can find me on facebook instagram and twitter on facebook the url is facebook.com slash rke a field so that's rke as in rise kill eat a field on instagram the handle is at rise kill eat on twitter you can find me at the handle at rke a field very similar to how facebook is so again, that's R-K-E as in Rise, Kill, Eat, a field, A-F-I-E-L-D. Also, these episodes are now being uploaded to YouTube. So if you prefer to listen on YouTube or you want to share the Rise, Kill, Eat podcast with somebody, and of course, please do share, and maybe that person prefers to listen on YouTube, then you can easily find it there under the search for the Rise, Kill, Eat podcast on YouTube. All right, and one last thing before I get to the show. This show, at least at the moment, is 100% sponsored, 100% supported by myself and my family. And if you want to help out and show your support for the Rise Kelly podcast, then go over to rkeafield.com. So that's R-K-E as in Rise Kelly, afield.com. There you can check out some of our merchandise. All of these orders are packaged and shipped by myself, my wife, my kids. So all your support on our website, rkeafield.com. It all goes directly to us and goes directly back into this show. So head over to rkeafield.com and check out some of our merchandise. Anyway, what I want to discuss with you guys today is the third and the final part of our God Freedom Great Outdoors series. So over the past three weeks, I have dissected the slogan of the show and explained why I chose God Freedom and the Great Outdoors to be the slogan that represents and... I guess kind of encapsulates the Rise Kill Eat podcast. If you are just joining us here on the Rise Kill Eat podcast for the first time, then first of all, let me say thank you for choosing to listen to the show today. And I hope that you enjoy the show. And then secondly, of course, let me ask that you go back and listen to the first two episodes of this series. This has been a really cool opportunity for not only hopefully you, but also for me, because it has given me the chance to think through, write down, and of course, actually say out loud what the mission and the purpose and really the meaning behind the Rise, Kill, Eat podcast is. And I know I have benefited from it, and I hope you guys have as well. But in part one, 
I broke down why God is the first thing mentioned in the slogan of the show and gave a little bit of my backstory for why God is the most important aspect of my life and, of course, the show. Essentially, I divided the reasoning out into three parts. So God's guidance throughout my life, for me personally, even whenever I didn't recognize him, recognizing God as the creator of all of us, the creator of the world, the universe, and everything in it. And the final part was recognizing God as the provider of all things. He is our ultimate provider of spiritual needs, emotional needs, and physical needs. So those were the three parts that I kind of that kind of made up the, the episode number one of this series. Now in episode two, in part two of the series, I dissected what freedom means for me. So this episode was also broke down into three reasons for why freedom is important for me and how I would define what freedom is. These three parts were that we could experience freedom in our lives, spiritually in Jesus, patriotically, and in the outdoors. And all those factors were discussed in that episode as well. So go back and check out episode two of the God Freedom Great Outdoor series as well. So today, for those of you guys that have picked up on it, I am going to dive into the great outdoors and kind of what that means for me and what that means for this show. So now the outdoors is something that I believe everyone can appreciate, not just hunters, not just anglers, not just, you know, out quote unquote outdoorsmen, but everyone can and should have some kind of appreciation for the outdoors, nature and God's creation. So this podcast has attracted mostly hunters because of the content discussed on this show and the types of guests that I've had. But I do believe everyone has, has the opportunity to gain an appreciation for the outdoors. Now, I understand that this level of appreciation is going to vary from person to person based on a variety of factors. But I do feel that everyone should find some value in being outside and appreciating everything that is around us. Now, it is unfortunate to hear about people who just simply just don't go outside anymore. You may hear this with parents talking about their kids, how their kids just don't go outside. And you may hear it with people of all ages because of technology or because of work or whatever the issue is, where we just don't go outside anymore. So it's unfortunate to hear that this is going on. And this is really a real issue. And this may be even more amplified right now in the midst of this public health issue that seems to be consuming everyone's way of life right now. But people are simply just not going outside anymore. Now, not to get too much on a tangent here, but the agencies and the organizations that are determining the guidelines and the regulations for the public right now are not saying that people can't be outside. That's not what they're saying. I think there's a, a major misunderstanding with what's going on right now. There's all kinds of stories, all kinds of people who are suggesting some things and blah, blah, blah. But the bottom line is that they are not suggesting that we don't go outside. They're simply asking us to practice this social distancing and not come into close contact with other people. In fact, going outside for a walk or a hike somewhere is an easy way to practice this. So this really is no excuse to sit on the couch for the next month or two or three or however long it takes us to get through this and get no sunlight at all. It's not an excuse. I promise you that if you go out, take a walk, ride a bike, go for a drive with the windows down, or even sit on the porch in the sun, I promise you that no matter what age you are, that if you do these things right now, you will feel so much better, not just physically, but emotionally as well. So many of us focus so much on our physical health that we don't take care of ourselves emotionally. But in all reality, these two things are very closely related. So it is important for us to not only take care of ourselves physically, but we also have to take care of ourselves emotionally. Sorry, that was a, 
that was a little bit of a rant that I wanted to go on, but there is some validity in this because we are not meant to just sit inside. We are meant to be outside. We are created by God to experience his creation. We are not created to sit and dwell in the darkness of our homes and the boredom of sitting on the couch all day. We're not made to do that. Now, some of you guys may disagree with my mentality on this, but that's okay. Or you may know people who disagree with my mentality on this, and I know people that disagree with me on this, but that's fine. It really is. I truly feel that we are to experience God's creation by being in it, feeling it on our skin, and walking through it, not just sitting back and thinking about it or looking at other people experiencing it. That's another thing about social media is that we see everybody else living their life while we sit on the couch and we scroll through Facebook, we scroll through Instagram, and we sit back and we, we develop this envious jealousy inside of us because somebody else is living the life that we want while we sit down and don't do anything about it. Get out, go enjoy it. But the point still stands. Okay. And the handling of this pandemic aside, we are meant to see God in his creation. And there is no other way, no better way to do this than to actually be out there. So take a look at what Psalm 19 says. So this verse is in the very first verse. So Psalm 19.1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the skies proclaim the work of his hands. So how can we see the skies if we are never outside? Okay, that might be a little bit over the top, but a little bit exaggerated. But we are made, you can see in this verse, that we are made to experience God in his creation, and we can experience the creator through the creation. So I'm going to read that again. This, this is, again, this is Psalm 19, verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. So this verse is telling us exactly what has happened on earth and what is still happening to this day. At some point, the earth, everything on the earth, all the stars, all the planets, the vastness of the universe, and even down to the smallest atom, the smallest molecule, all of this had to have a beginning. Now, I don't want to get too much into a scientific debate yet, uh, because actually, I think I'm going to end up saving that for a future episode. But the point is, we see the direct results of something being made around us. So we talk about creation. Okay, there had to be a creator. Okay, if you believe that there is a creation, it has to be a creator. We can see the creator because we can see the creation. We can feel the wind and not know exactly where it came from. Okay, there's a big question of where it came from. But we know that it had to originate somewhere. Okay, it's, an, it's a very simple analogy for what we see around us. Okay, we can see our sun, and as much as we may take it for granted on a day-to-day basis, we know that at some point the chemical balance had to be exactly perfect in order for it to ignite and burn hot enough to withstand life, but not too hot in order to burn it up. And to hold that heat for years and years and years and years without exploding or burning out. There's a delicate balance there. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself on this, but... All in all, God's creation is a mystery. Because of the countless advancements made in the scientific community, we have seen how complex and how complicated our earth and definitely our universe is. And I am convinced that regardless of how much we continue to learn, how much time and money we invest in discovering new evidence about our existence and our origin, we would never have all of the answers. God's work is a mystery, and we only know as much about God as he has revealed to us in his word, but the things that we do know because of what he has revealed to us in his word show how incredibly amazing he is. Referring back to Psalm 19, 1 and 
there's actually all kinds of verses. Uh, just to list a couple here, Romans one twenty, uh, Isaiah forty three twenty. Go check those out. We have because of these verses, we have a unique and incredible opportunity to know God and to see God, the Creator, in His creation. Now, this is especially true for us hunters and anglers and outdoorsmen because some of our favorite hobbies include being in nature and being in the midst of creation and the raw form of God's creation. We volunteer to hike out into the backcountry to endure danger and be uncomfortable in order for us to catch a glimpse of what God has provided for us out in the wild. Our hunting roots actually began in the Garden of Eden. So a, a ton of people know the story of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, and those of us that hunt and try to apply what the Bible says to all aspects of our lives may have picked up on this point, but many may not have considered this. So our hunting roots have actually started in the Garden of Eden. Let me kind of explain why. But but at the, at the point in which Eve abandoned God's order, so Eve had the order not to eat from the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, both Adam and Eve, Okay, so Eve decides after she's tempted by the serpent, okay, after she's tempted, she is, now there's a whole debate on whether the, the serpent was a physical being, whether it's a spiritual being, whether it's something inside of Eve, whatever it may be. The point is, Eve was tempted, she gave in to the temptations, and she defied abandoning God's orders. And Adam just simply kind of followed along with what Eve was saying, right, without rebuking her, without trying to correct her, and at that point... The Bible says that that is when sin entered into the picture. Okay, and with sin came death. The wages of sin are death. So prior to this happening, in the first couple chapters of Genesis and first couple chapters of the Bible, prior to this happening, the Bible tells us that God had already provided everything that Adam and Eve needed and that death was not necessary because there was no sin. Okay, so sin came along and death followed it. So at this point, death wasn't necessary. Essentially, everything was perfect for a brief moment of time. Now, the Bible doesn't also doesn't necessarily tell us how long this took place, if it was just a couple of days, if it was a couple of years or what. But it doesn't tell us how long this state of perfection went on, but it does tell us what happened next. So in Genesis 3, verses 17 through 19. So this is after the fact that Eve decided to eat the apple, and God, of course, found out about it, and it says that, so this is God talking. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Okay, so there's death. Death is entered. Okay, we will have come from the dirt. We will eventually return to it. All right, moving on here. Since from it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you will return. So at this point... God has cursed the ground that we have been given. Okay, we talk about Genesis 1, how God has given us dominion over this stuff. Okay, now the ground is cursed because we messed up. Okay, mankind messed up, and now everything, we are going to have to work hard. Okay, it says painful toil. Let me go through this again. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat from it all the days of your life. Okay, we're going to have to work hard. It's going to hurt. Our back's going to ache. Okay, moving on here and. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, okay? So you can't look out into a lot of people's yards without seeing all kinds of weeds and all kinds of stuff growing up that people don't want them to, okay? This stuff is coming forth through all the good stuff. And you will eat the plants of the field by the sweat of your brow, okay? Again, you're going to have to work hard. 
you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Since from it you were taken, for dust you are, and for to dust you will return. So we're going to work hard in order to get our food, and that is especially true. So you see death enter the picture of our existence at this point. And the brutality of hunting, so hunting of course requires something dying. So the brutality of hunting in order to obtain meat and the hard work required in order to obtain fruit, vegetables, other foods became prevalent in our lives. This obviously wasn't just death for humans, but of course for all of creation. Plants die, people die, animals die. This was kind of the dawn of of death. Okay, And consequently, it was also the dawn of hunting. We started hunting in order to gather our food. We had to kill other animals in order to gain their meat. So this was the dawn of hunting amongst humans. And amongst other things in, in creation, I mean, there's all kinds of predatory animals who also ne- needed to start killing other animals in order to consume them. So life eats life. And these roots were established and they are very prevalent today. And it is in these roots that a drive and a passion for the pursuit of the outdoors was born. And this drive and this passion continues to this day and is very real for a lot of us who still continue to hunt and still continue to get out into God's creation in order to hunt animals. At the end of each of my interviews with people here on the Rise Kill podcast, I ask them, what does hunting mean to you? It's a simple question that I ask all my guests who, who like to hunt. So what does hunting mean to you? This question is something that I have also asked myself many, many times, especially during those long slumps of futile hunts that that don't seem to produce anything other than frustration and disappointment. And for me, that happens quite a bit, if I'm being honest. But from my guest on the show, I've received all kinds of answers. Um, Answers like tradition, competition, um, the challenge of the hunt, freedom of the pursuit, and opportunity to connect with God in his creation, and, and so many more. And it is truly all these things that make the pursuit of the great outdoors worthwhile. So that's what I want to challenge you with today. So you guys listening today, this is what I want to challenge you with. So I want to ask you, and for you to ask yourself, what does hunting mean to me? Why do I wake up at 4 a.m. on a weekend where the majority of people are going to sleep in in order to go out and sit in the woods? What is it about the pursuit that keeps drawing me back in when it's 15 degrees outside and all I really want to do is sleep? I just worked for several days in a row. And now I'm going to wake up at 4 a.m. to go sit in 15 degree weather. And really, I'm dog tired and I just want to sleep. What is it that keeps drawing me back in? Because I promise you that your answer won't be because it's easy. Because it's not. So any kind of pursuit is not going to be easy. It's going to cause back aches, both literally and and figuratively it will cause us to sweat from our brow like what was mentioned in genesis 3 okay it will be difficult at times but for all of us there is something that keeps drawing us back in and this is likely going to be something different for everyone and i want to challenge you to figure out what that is for you and once you figure that out contemplate that for a while and remember it during those long seasons when you feel like throwing in the towel Remember it during those long, grueling hunts where you're cold and the weather's bad. Remember it during those hunts where you are worn down walking countless miles in pursuit of a gobbling tom on the other ridge. That's something that I've recently been experiencing this this spring. Remember these things whenever things are tough. Whenever things are tough in life, whenever things are tough in your hunt. 
but also remember it when everything kind of comes together. Remember the reason for why you enjoy the pursuit when you get an opportunity to pull the trigger and watch that animal drop to the ground. Remember it as you approach the down animal and see the fruits of your countless hours of hard work, diligence, patience, and perseverance. And also remember to give thanks to God for putting you on this earth and giving you the opportunity to hunt. You're healthy enough to hunt. You're wealthy enough to hunt. You're knowledgeable enough to hunt. And you live in a country where you have the opportunity to hunt. Be thankful in your pursuits and get out and enjoy the great outdoors. So thank you guys for listening today to the Rise Kill podcast and the final installment of the God Freedom Great Outdoors series that has taken place over the past few weeks. If you like what you heard today, I just ask one thing from you. Go to your podcast platform, however it is that you're listening to the show, and leave a rating and a review. I think last time I checked, the majority of you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts, which is perfect because they have a very easy uh, rating and review system. So head over there, leave us a positive rating and review because every rating and review goes a long way in helping the show advance in the rankings and the charts in quote unquote podcast land. And the more positive ratings and reviews that we have, the more ears this show has a chance to be in using their algorithms and however else they do it. These podcast platforms are going to want to promote the podcasts that are doing the best as far as ratings go and as far as reviews go. So I would definitely appreciate it if you guys would leave some kind of positive rating and review behind after listening to the show. Also, remember to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. I'm on all those things. Uh, Connect with me there. Be sure to click that subscribe button so that you don't miss out on next week's episode. It's going to be a really fun one and I'm looking forward to being able to share it with you guys and I promise you don't want to miss it. I hope you guys have a good week. Be sure to listen in on Sunday mornings for the weekly Rise, Kill, Eat devotionals and I hope to see you guys then. All right. So I will catch you guys next week. Ah.